Hi, I'm Cass Sadler-Smith and I'm joined today by my colleague Catherine Shepherd to welcome you to our Coffee Break podcast. Today we want to focus on three key questions we're already seeing flowing from the Chancellor's announcement that the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme will now be extended until the 31st of March next year. So firstly, Catherine, um, do employers now know for sure what support the government will provide until the 31st of March? Thanks, Kath. Yeah, certainty has been a really big issue. Um, what we do know now is that the scheme which will apply from the 31st of March is the CJRS, not the job support scheme that we previously talked about. A couple of points to note, the government has published a helpful policy paper setting out more on how this extended CJRS will operate, but we are promised more detailed guidance on Tuesday the 10th of November. Also, the government has made clear that it will review its level of support, currently 80% of wages for unworked hours, subject to a cap, in January. Employers may therefore see themselves contributing more if they continue to use the CJRS in its final months. Um, Another quick point just to add is that the job retention bonus has now been suspended. It's not clear yet whether anything will take its place. Second question is on redundancies. We've um, had a number of clients making redundancies because they're expecting the CJRS to end and business wasn't picking up quickly enough. The obvious question, I guess, is can these individuals now be brought back into the workplace and then support claim for them under this extended CJRS scheme? Yeah, this was a really live issue when we first entered lockdown and we've seen a similar pattern this time with employers you know, balancing, trying to retain their workforce, but against obviously the financial costs of doing so. The policy paper I just mentioned does provide that employees who were on the payroll on the 23rd of September and who stopped working after that date, so capturing those who may have been recently made redundant, can be re-employed and claimed for under this extended CJRS. So for those who felt there was no option but to lay off employees, this could actually be a real positive in bringing back your skilled workforce, having them ready when business picks up. Uh, One note of caution, the decision to re-employ is very much one for the employer. There's no obligation to do so. And we would recommend that you really are asking questions as to whether the role is one which is viable in the longer term and should be supported by the extended CJRS. Actually, on that point, do we know whether employers can make redundancies whilst they're receiving the support under the extended scheme? That was something that wasn't going to be permitted under the job support scheme, which has now been postponed. Yeah, that's a really critical question. The government's indicated that the extended CJRS will operate on the same terms that it has been to date, unless it states otherwise. So again, the current policy paper does not provide for any specific restrictions on redundancies like the ones you've just alluded to on the JSS. Tuesday, however, may see more clarity on this interaction between redundancies and CJRS grants when that more detailed guidance is due to be issued. It sounds like it's all about this guidance we're expecting on the 10th of November, but is there anything employers could start doing now? Yeah, as before, employers must be really careful in considering whether they are eligible to use the scheme and how they use that grant money. There remains obviously an ongoing risk of clawback, interest and penalties from HMRC, as well as the reputational consequences, which we, we started to see a few months ago. 
Communication with employees is obviously key, particularly at this time where employee well-being is paramount as well. Talk to your employees, agree the terms of hour and pay and get this done in writing. But remember to reserve the right to change those agreements. The government, as we know, is prone to changing guidance on a regular basis. Um, just one point, hope, hopefully this time, the HMRC policy does provide that retrospective agreements can be put in place up to and including the 13th of November. So employers do have a little bit of time to play with and to put agreements in which will date back to the 1st of November. But obviously there is that 13th of November cutoff. That's great. Thanks so much, Catherine. That's really helpful. Sounds like we all need to be keeping a very close watch on these developments. Um, thanks everyone for listening today and please do join us for our next Coffee Break podcast.